Our intro is so spoopy, and the stuff that we spew out of our faces is just so funny. It's not that spoopy. Hi, everyone. This is Em and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. We're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, here to bring you the spoopy, the paranormal, the spiritual, and the abnormal, and everything in between. That's spoopy. We're psychic mediums, twin flames, business partners, and extraordinary people. Sit down, buckle up, because we're going to talk about the witch's forest. And guys, I found the Witches Forest from going to Sam and Colby and finding one of their top ranking videos, aka I know nothing about it before actually covering it. Oh yeah, we're doing, <laughs> we started off with haunted locations. That was like the topic that we were doing. So we've done, I don't know, the LaLaurie Mansion, the Queen Mary cruise ship, other spoopy things like that, the Conjuring House, the Sally House, but people really like reaction videos and as psychic mediums. It's more fun when we do it. I like to think it is at least. We're not reacting to things. In We're this reacting one. to Sam and Colby's videos, which is why you found it. You well, I saying? guess I was just trying to find a haunted location because that's how I found the other ones. Mm-hmm. Is by going to other people's channels and lo- looking at where they went to investigate their spoopy places. Yeah, because otherwise, I don't fucking know. <laughs> So we may not go there, but we're psychic mediums and remote viewing is a thing for us. So when we go to haunted locations or talk about haunted locations, we like to do like a psychic chicken, if you will. One of us does the research and the other one knows nothing. And before, yeah, M was the chicken this time. And before uh, I share my history, backstory, fun, spoopy time about whatever haunted location it is that we're covering, the other one has to guess it with their medium hat. And uh, this is what M has to say about the witch's forest. So the first time I read into it was uh, at work. We should talk about what the witch's forest is, though. I know you're going to after. Well, yeah, it's a haunted location. We'll give you that. Sorry, go. <laughs> so the first time I read into it was at work, which was not a great idea because <sighs> the energy of this place literally feels like a panic attack. And it's a panic attack in the sense of, like, it makes you feel like the breath that is in your lungs is being airbended out and you are suffocating. So a lot of people might equate this or think that this is, like, the suicide forest. And it is not. They are very different locations and they very much feel very different. The suicide forest is more of, like, being in cotton and this one is more like literally having an airbender suffocate you by taking the air out of your lungs so the first thing i wrote down because uh we did this in a video last week was can't breathe that's unfortunate you need an inhaler it's the asthma sorry so we've already gone through this so i know the like backstory but i wrote down all the things that came to me before I knew anything and the first thing that appears to me is this like black sludge smoke type of weird things that I equate to being the spirit of the forest and what I described to Liv is it's like one of the Ruby characters from YouTube Ruby being R-W-B-Y and there's a character that it's, it's like a series on YouTube, and there's the good characters that are defeating things, and then there's bad characters that are like these weird, dark, skeletal creatures that are like mishmashes of different creatures. And the image that I showed her, there's one specific one that it looks like, and it's this half-horse, half-human-esque type of creature. 
And when I showed this to Liv, she was like, oh, okay, cool. Which you'll find out later why that's cool. But I feel like the forest makes you see things. And if you've ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender, they go to this, I think it's like a swamp or some sort of forest type area. And they start seeing things that, like they want to see. So they saw their past loved ones that have died. They also see things like from the future. So precursors. Yeah. They see things that are going to happen within the series. And I feel like this forest makes you see past, present, and future. Like the energy within the forest makes you feel as if it like replays not only like residual energy from the past, but it also replays present and future things just like this forest from Avatar The Last Airbender. Because there's a scene in this in this episode where Aang sees this, I think it's like a flying pig or like a little girl, and it's essentially equating to further down the line where he has to find an earthbending teacher, which is Toph. Toph. And Toph is, I think it's the uh, Bafang, something like that. Buffon. Buffon. They're the Buffon family, which... Uh, their crest is a flying pig so it kind of gave him a premonition of what was going to happen in the future and I feel like this forest does things in a very similar way the next thing that I saw is there they show me kind of like a Bermuda triangle type of thing and there's like cell towers at each end of this triangle and on the inside because of these When I say cell towers, that's just the way that they, like, explain it to me is, like, these electromagnetic fields that are being admitted into the inside of this triangular-shaped thing. And these so-called cell towers that I'm going to explain aren't necessarily physical cell towers. They're just a symbol for me to explain what's happening. But inside of this triangle, a lot of weird things happen because of the energy that was put into it. And what I told Liv was the energy is very much of a, it's caused by humans, but then because they like lit the flame, the rest of the forest kind of lit up with this energy, if that makes sense. They're the ones that instigated the flame and then the rest of the forest blew up because of the like reaction to it. Also, they tell me, like, the trees have eyes, so it all feels like you're being watched at all times, and it also feels like rumors spread throughout the trees. It's like you get information from the trees in a similar sense of, like, in the Hunger Games, where you have the mockingbirds that repeat the things that you say through the trees. It's kind of like that energy. I also get this feeling they show me The Lion King, the movie The Lion King, and I think it's like the second, the second episode. No, the second movie, the sequel. Is Part that two. the word? Part two. Where um, the main lion, again, I don't remember his name, something with a K. He goes to the shadows and they describe that this part of, I don't know, this location is the shadows. So there are locations where they're in the light and on this, in this movie, They describe everything the light touches is yours. You're not allowed to go anywhere the light doesn't touch because it's dangerous. This place is the shadows. This place is the shadows of the Lion King. And then the last thing that I told Liv was I see this woman in all white. She like almost like glows and she has like a little, I don't know if it's like a veil or a cape that goes over her head. 
And I see her coming out of water, but she is in the forest as well. And that's it. That's what I told you. Yeah. Freaked me out. Cause Freaked me out because when I was doing it, I was like, this is all a lie. This is a fairy tale. This is not happening. Well, it was weird because when Em and I were going to do the topics, one is angels and the other one is the witch's forest. And our patrons on Patreon um, voted. They voted on it. So that's what they wanted to do. And I was like, I don't want to talk to freaking things that are going to be in something called the witch's forest. So I'm not going to play chicken on that one. You can. But I thought she was talking about the suicide forest. I had no idea what the witch's forest was. And according to the internet, no one else does either. (laughs) Literally. It's hard because all you have is Sam and Colby's video. And I was like, that is two hours long. And that sounds horrible. I'm not watching it. Sorry. What? Hard pass. No, I could do a reaction video to it. God. <laughs> well, we can get a couple parts out of that for sure. Oh my goodness. It's two Let hours. Let us know if you want to, you want us to get in that. Sorry. Two hours is too long to be one of my sources, but <laughs> I was frustrated because when you search witches for us, you either get spammed with Sam and Colby propaganda or <laughs> you get stuff about an anime called Black Clover. Just so many fandoms and fan fictions. I'm like this, this mm-hmm. is not it. So based on the limited amount of sources that are available or were available to me, this is what I found out. And it, it's it's comforting because as a last resort, I usually don't like to use podcasts <clears throat> or other forms of like live-ish content. I, I qualify videos and movies and podcasts and stuff as live, um, what is it, sources, like moving sources or live sources. I usually like to read things about stuff. I'm just an old person. So I resorted to the last resort of live sources and I found one no, I found two podcasts on the Witch's Forest. One, I started, and it was so not okay and, like, horrible for my ear hole holes that I was, like, hard pass. I guess I'm going to have... What was it about it? The audio quality was really uh, bad. So it wasn't, like, if you go here, you'll die type of energy. Yeah, no, it was, like, literally two <laughs> seconds of just... It was like, here's our microphone, but it's actually a potato that we hooked up to an audio interface. Yeah. Well, we spent all our money on an audio interface. (laughs) Well, sometimes a lot of podcasts with low quality stuff has high quality stuff and like it doesn't matter about the audio quality. But I, I was like, let me let me give this a chance. I just couldn't. It was like the Sesame Street version of a podcast. Anyways, that's that's mean. Anyway, I'm going to stop. So I was like, all right, that's one of two. Let's see how number two stacks up. Number two was better. And the people that I found are hilarious. I forget what their podcast is called. I'm sorry, but we're going to collab with you one day. You don't know who you are, but I know who you are. Clearly she doesn't, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, But it was comforting to know that the person that also made this podcast of one of two on the entire interwebs, at least in English, also could not find any sources. That is the first thing they said. They're like, when I tried to find this spoopy place, it was impossible. There's like four things on the internet that all state with the heading, this is the hauntedest place in all of America. Hauntedest. Hauntedest. The more hauntedest. Yes. And of those four sources, (laughs) only one was like an actual legitimate assumably source that had like somewhat 
original and lengthy information, and the other three were just taking parts of those and putting the heading, the most hauntedest place ever, with one or two sentences taken from the third source. Jesus. So I'm just glad that someone else suffered with me. And through all of that suffering, the three sources in the podcast that the other person found that had the same three sources I found, this is the witch's forest. But it's not actually called the witch's forest, right? <laughs> no, and that's the thing. So it is, but it isn't. It has a lot of names. So let me go on. I'm moving my computer and lots of things, so ignore my touching sounds. There you go. Get the bongos going. <laughs> Gotta really mean it if you're gonna hit the table. If it, it has to start like the beginning of a Disney, like mm -hmm. the scene from Tarzan. No. Where the, all of it. Liv is unprepared. She's trying to stall and talk, but she can't do two things at once. No, I, well, I'm, I am stalling, but I'm also thinking about the musical scene where the gorillas and Tarzan start playing with all of the things inside of the tent. So the witch's forest. <laughs> Did you write things in there? Yeah. Did I remember correctly? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. Liv doesn't remember that she wrote things in there a week ago, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I know I did. Oh, no. I didn't write things in Asana. I wrote things on the on the other thing. Hang on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Elevator music. John Cena. Do, 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 do. Okay, 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 okay. Stop taking Snapchats of me. <laughs> the Witch's Forest is a large piece of land, approximately 90-ish acres, located, nestled, if you will, in the Angeles National Forest of Southern California. I did not know what SoCal meant until now. I guess people just don't like saying Southern California, so they're like, it's SoCal. Ugh. Anyways, all of the people in California, sorry. <laughs> also not sorry. And it was established, the Angeles National Forest, also known as ANF, by the U.S. Forest Service in uh, 1908 on July 1st. Fuck yeah, America. Look at that. Uh, I also wanted to point out that this forest specifically, before we get into all of the details, is a cancer. I don't know what you mean. Based on its establishment, oh. it's est dot of 1908, it's July 1st. sign is a cancer. It's a fucking cancer. Yeah, it tracks. <laughs> oh, it's really great. So it is, it encompasses San Bernardo National Forest, parts of Santa Barbara and San Gabriel National Forest, and it's headquartered in Arcadia, California. So there's a lot of things that have happened in this forest before it was a national forest and a cancer. <laughs> it had a lot of other people living there, which is how land in the world works especially in the united states you know what i'm saying and it has a whole bunch of names so i guess the witch's forest is one which is what sam and colby ran with however if you type in the witch's forest you get google fizzucked with spam so the other names for it are the elfin forest which is specifically the 90 acres that i was talking about and uh it says el moro elfin forest natural area but it also has a lot of things within it. So you can find it as the Witch's Forest. Not really. But the Elfin Forest gives you a little bit more wiggle room for information to be given to you. So when I told Em that it was called the Elfin Forest, well, she was nervous because I'm like, hey, 
you gotta look at the spoopy things within this thing called the witch's force and she's like i don't know if it's my real head or not i don't like this it makes me uncomfortable and i was like well if it makes you feel any better and if the people on the interwebs are like you're just gonna think that there's witches in this force because your egotistical brain is gonna say that there's sure witches nothing in about it. witches though <laughs> yeah i <Okay>. know <laughs> Well, I know that you were worried, though. So I was like, if it makes you... No, I was you... worried because when I read into it, it made me have a panic attack. <laughs> because that's what the energy of the place feels like. Uh, 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 got it, got it, got it. Not got that it. there was witches there. I don't care if there's witches there. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 Well, for the people listening and the people on the internet, I wanted to make sure that I made her even more uncomfortable and said, well, if giving witches forest is a name, let me tell you, it's also known as the elfin forest. Good luck with that. But... The reason it's called the Elfin Forest, all joking aside and metaphysical shenanigans, is that it's named after its pygmy trees, which, if you ask me, is the cutest freaking thing ever. It makes me think about, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with the Oompa Loompas. But the reason it's called Elfin Forest is because of its pygmy trees, and the pygmy trees are California live oaks that naturally grow to a maximum of 20 feet tall. So everything's really small. I guess conservationists and naturalists call it ecologists whatever ologists you want to say about the forest say that these trees are called or this forest is categorized as a dwarf forest hence the name of pygmy trees and the elfin forest since everything is fun-sized but what's interesting is when i was getting this information i was asking my oak tree in my backyard (laughs) and they were telling me because i was like this is weird because of the information you get from the elven forest forest is all over the place Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want to talk about Cousin Elfin Forest? Let me tell you what they talk about at Christmas. Jesus. So specific- trees. So specifically this area within the Angeles National Forest, the Elfin Forest, is located in the Santa Rosa Mountains foothills of San Diego. And these trees grow short due to the high wind speeds, low temperatures, and light reduction from clouds and fog within their natural area. But there's a lot of uh, popular myths revolving around the Elfin Forest, a.k.a. the Witch's Forest. The popular myths include the White Witch, Harmony Grove, and Quest Haven, as well as the Native American Indians or Native Americans that lived there before, you know, us, which is also tracks. Let's get into first the Native Americans, because they predate everyone else, and they deserve it. So I guess around this forest area, the two tribes of Indians, I need to stop saying Indians, I'm sorry. The two tribes of Native Americans were the Digueno, I believe is how you say it, D-I-E-G-U-E-N-O, and there's a, I forget what it's called, but the squiggle line over the N. Uh Uh-huh. I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, the Dugino Degueno Indian in tribes and another tribe of natives, they're called the Luisanos. Luisanos. But according to archaeological documentation, it suggests that the true tribes once held peaceful meetings within the Elfin Forest that they called home as well as on the outskirts. But it annoyed me because one of the sources is like, since they held such peaceful meetings, why is it now that the land holds rumors of dark energy? <laughs> I think well. the internet is funny. <laughs> so these two native tribes existed around 9,000 years ago and kind of synonymously with other civilizations and villages until everything kind of got sucked into the same thing. 
kind of, unfortunately. So let's first talk about after the natives, because they come back into these stories, that like white people do, they be settling, and they created a little tiny village. And in this village was a woman. I don't know. What do you want to name her? Barbara? Just the woman in white? You're ruining it. <laughs> I don't know who we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Let's name her Barbara. Okay. Why not? Barbie. Oh, man. Why do you got to ruin everything? You did it. <laughs> so Barbara goes out into the woods with her husband and her son in this little village settlement that they settled within the elfin forest a long time ago. I f- It gives me like... 17 to 18 vibes ish type thing i'm not sure because those kind of look the same only one kind of started to have light bulbs and the other one didn't so do with that what you will and there's not light bulbs i can give you that so anyways my brain is falling apart so barbara goes out this is not her name i'm just joking please don't tell people that her name is barbara with her husband and her son and they were gone for a while the people in the village were worried but they're like eh you get lost in the pygmy forest they might be small trees but you still can't see over the top of them it it makes finding your car very hard so they might have just lost their car they don't know what's going on but they're still like 20 feet tall now yeah that's that's tall (laughs) there's also not cars but anyways (laughs) um they got lost presumably or they just took a little bit longer to find their way back from Disney World and the villagers got a little nervous but it like weeks passed and finally Barbara comes stumbling into the village wild hair crazy eyed got twigs and stuff all over her clothes she needs a tide stick and they're like Barbara what happened and she's like the men the men in the forest killed my family and they're like who are the men that's hard Barbara, I'm so sorry. What? Who are the men? I don't know. Oh. Okay. I honestly don't know. <laughs> They're telling me that I do know, but I don't want to know. So Why don't you want to know? I don't know. Are they physical people? Or are they like spiritual people? Well, see, that's the thing. I feel like I see their spiritual like oh. manifestation, but not actually who did it. And I don't really want to know. Interesting. So... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was just like a random group of rogue men that didn't want to be in the village and they decided to get murderous. So she went in the forest with her family? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The story goes that she went into the forest with her husband and son and the men in the forest, according to her, killed them and she escaped. Why was she in the forest? Why did they go into the forest? Probably to like hunt or gather or something. Their entire family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know the details it was a family outing to walmart why does everyone go to walmart they went to the forest Don't get lost in walmart oh i just told you that you can't find your car in the parking lot you don't think that people could get lost in a forest i get Those lost employees in a paper- make you leave my dude <laughs> I, they don't have the walmart greeters and the people in aisle seven well, clearly say- they do they're just murderous <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh, God. 17th and 18th century Walmart, the forest. (laughs) You're welcome. The next video game we're going to (laughs) create. Oh, goodness. So she came back, and I guess the villagers were like, you know, we have this program. It's called Get Back to Work. 
and they rehabilitated her <laughs> and got her used to her life of being an only only family person. A widow. Yeah. Yeah. She was a <laughs> orphaned mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And I guess she, you know, still had the horrible haunted look of having her family massacred in her front of her face in the forest and then having to run back and tell people about it. And then one day she was like, I'm going to go hang out with the the uh, native tribes that are our neighbors and um, see how that goes. It's going to be a fun time. And I guess she would leave, disappear, and I guess according to what she was telling her friends at like the knitting circle, that she was learning all of this, what the internet described as like occult, spiritualist things. And they were like, okay, Barbara, you do you. We don't have AA yet, so that's fine. You learn your rituals and your occultist things that are not the same as our white people things and whatever makes you feel better. And then one day she dressed herself all in white and looked at the village people and they're like, Barbara, where are you going? And she's like, it's time. <laughs> time for what? Exactly. <laughs> I don't think any of these people had clocks on their hands. <laughs> so they were like, let me check the dials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So no one asked her because she had this hardened look in her eye, which was different from the sad look in her eye, I guess. Haunted look. She went from haunted to hardened with a little bit of occultism. And they're like, all right, Barbara, we're not going to ask you what time it is, but have fun with your time. And she went into the forest and never returned. Well, you told me that she said that she was going to get vengeance on her family in passing. Well, no, she never, according to the legends, she never specified what time it was. She wasn't like, it's revenge time. She wasn't like Sasuke. She's Sasuke she <laughs> leaving <was not>. the village. <laughs> yeah, no, she wasn't like Sasuke where she's like, I have to kill all of my friends and family because it's time for vengeance. Because my brother did really shitty things. She's like, it's just time. Time to get spaghetti sauce on my white shirt. I don't know. No, it's time to get the stains out of my white shirt because she's the lady in white. <laughs> she's like, you try to beat me up and get mud stains on my shirt one more time. I'm ready for you. So the villagers just assumed, according to the legend, that she was there to go get vengeance Ochiha style. Got you. But it was never confirmed nor denied. What I told you in the video was I feel like she saw a woman in white when she was in there and that's what helped her and she was actually seeing herself because the forest shows you past present and future replays of things so she decided this woman in white is doing all of these great things i'm gonna do the same thing but in fact she was seeing herself do it because the forest does weird things or was it the woman in white was the one that saved her that's what I think. I think the woman in white saved her, which is why she's the one that left the like left the forest to go to the village. But mm. I also feel like the woman in white was her. I get it. From the future. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Similar to how Aang was seeing Toph in the forest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's what they tell me. But uh, again, Wait. it all seems like a fantasy. <laughs> is that like how your spirit guide can be your your yourself you're talking about the weird loophole with time yes yes i feel like the forest 
yeah, can find residual energy, but it's from the future. It's like, okay, have you guys ever watched The Magicians? Yeah. <laughs> when Quentin and Julia go into the forest and save Jane from the tree that you have to, like, get the riddle off. You have to, like, answer the riddle of the thing that caught her ankle. Yeah. And in the book, there's, like, a desperate guy and, like, a powerful magician that help Jane. And then they realize once they actually go into the future that they are the powerful magician and, like, the loser. Yeah. She was the white woman. I'm sorry. That freaks me out. One of the talking points I wanted to bring up is there was speculation, like, I don't know, in all of the spoopy paranormal things, people are like, the woman in white, the woman in white. It's like a super cliche thing. And I guess in, like, folklore, mystery her name was Wishna type things. A woman in white is characteristically a sort of martyr in a sense of like they died tragically. They died for no reason. Everything was horrific and terrible. And that's usually what creates the soul or like spiritual being of quote a lady in white. And they usually are like Myrtle, moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter, a lady in white, traumatic death. Yeah. Or they like but help do you people. Think this village in the middle of nowhere had this folklore. Yeah, why not? I mean, they had to have come from somewhere with some sort of weird beliefs. Maybe it came because this woman turned into the the lady in the white. Mm. Well, the <laughs> the other thing is that people think that this is a more settler version of La Llorona, and La Llorona is like a southern United States, South America sort of lore as well and La Llorona is also seen as quote a woman in white but different so they think it might be like a settler version of it. I think you should call me La M because I like how people say La. Is it supposed to be short for lady? La M or I could be La Sama. Lord La. (laughs) I like Lord La. (laughs) Lord Lord Lord. Anyways so (laughs) I was like okay well if folklore dictates at least like synonymously the common theme of spiritual beings or whatever of the lady in white is that they like avenge people or had a traumatic some sort of event in their life or for their death that's how they become a lady in white what if she was learning how to become a lady in white in her occultist time in school with her neighbors that she was like I don't like existing anymore and I've heard these really cool stories of La Llorona and other ladies in white and I found a common theme so I'm gonna go into the forest and yeet myself to become a lady in white like not she wasn't there to avenge people she just was like I want to become a lady in white yeah, I don't know but god the chairs upstairs but if what you're saying is true then that kind of makes sense because in a roundabout way that is kind of correct yeah yeah but most people are like, ah, she went to Avenger family and then she just ate the wrong turnips. Yeah, because most people are like, ah, vengeance. They chose vengeance. She may have not chose vengeance that day. <laughs> she chose mythical lore instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so that's the lady in white, which is really weird. Now, I guess when people talk about this, the settlers existed at the same times as the natives and... The settlers weren't the only type of, like, you know, normal standard white people that were settling there. There was also a group of people that were neighbors 
And these neighbors, in the sources that I found, the alleged sources, they referred to them as the gypsies. However, there is no actual evidence of these people having Romanian or Roma heritage to be characterized as such. So we're just going to call them the nomads because that's usually the ignorant term that people use to describe nomadic peoples. So you got to picture it. It's 1718 something. There's the Native American tribes and there's the white settlers who are besettling and the nomadic group of people. So they all seemed at the time, according to how I read it, my understanding is that they were all pretty copacetic, you know, can I borrow a cup of sugar? And they're like, no, here's this other thing that I grew up out of the ground and it tastes like sugar. There you go. And one day the settlers were talking to the nomads and I guess maybe the natives had moved somewhere else because they were like, you guys stink and we want to go somewhere where the trees are taller, maybe. But the, cool. <laughs> the nomads were talking to the settlers and they were like, yeah, how's the weather at the you know proverbial water cooler in the elfin forest? And the nomads were like, you know, it's cool. We like to do rituals in the dark and we do lots of seances sometimes during certain types of the year and it's a good time. Also, we found this mass grave of children and they're all buried facing up. It's super cool. It's like a rave. Facing up as if they were standing but in the ground. So yeah. their head was the closest thing to us. They were buried vertically. Yeah. And I guess the settlers were like, we thought you were cool. We thought you were having dance parties, you know, and just not inviting us, which is fine because we dance differently. But the fact that you say you're practicing what we ascertain as occultism and rituals and seances, that's not cool. Also... I guess the villagers had been experiencing children, large groups of children, just running through their village. And they were like, this Spirit is really weird. Children. Yes, this <laughs> is really weird because there aren't actually children there. There's just ghosts of children. Saw delusion. It's actually Toph running through the forest. <laughs> running through our village. Because bare feet. You're going to talk about bare feet now? Children bare feet? She's really scared of, pe- of children with bare feet. Yeah, it really bothers me. Which is funny because she's going to have three children and they're at some point going to walk around on hardwood without any socks. And I told you I'm going to duct tape those socks to their feet. I'm going to make them wear onesies. You think that can stop them? going to make them wear onesies so they can't take them off like the footy pajamas. That would be embarrassing. You're going to cause drama of them being in onesies as a 12-year-old child. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. God. I'll pay for their their therapy. No one can pay for the therapy that I need from the freaking spirit children running with bare feet on hardwood floor. No amount of therapy will solve that. Maybe you should be in a onesie. I would love to be in a onesie. I hate pants, but I love me some onesies. Disgusting. Anyways, I did a live, a TikTok live in a taco onesie. Uh Uh-huh. It was a good time. So, droves of children were rampaging through their streets and when the settlers heard the nomads talk about that, they're like, interesting, interesting. Tell me more. They're like, yeah, we really wanted to like communicate with the souls of these children because we didn't know why so many of them were buried in one area. Also, it's kind of weird that they're like standing up like they're in a party. 
and I should preface this without any jokes because I am just joking, guys. Please don't be offended if you are. I guess that's your problem. So in the Duengo, Duengo culture, they bury their lost loved ones standing up and facing, I think it was west, possibly, or east. It's one of the left. It's I'm just going to go east. with east. <laughs> um, because it prepares them for the next part of their spiritual journey or like life afterlife so it's really cool it's different for us but it's cool it's cool for them i'm about it i mean i'm just not like i don't even want to be buried i think it's west they're telling me that weird thing about um what you do to close ouija boards you do it counterclockwise ah i think i wrote it down somewhere in here yeah they're facing west west yeah, because, uh, I don't know, some spirit's telling me it's similar to how you close Ouija boards. You do three circles to the left or two counterclockwise, which would be west. So maybe they thought that if they're facing the west, then they won't come back as a spirit to here, mm. the physical realm. Maybe. It would close their chapter. Ah, yeah. Oh. Something about <laughs> preparing them for their life and the afterlife. But... The uh, settlers were like, interesting, telling me more about the children. And like, yeah, it was like this big mass grave. They're all standing up like they're in a rave. And uh, we wanted to communicate with them. So we did this really cool seance to talk to them because we wanted to figure out why they died. You know, a lot of children in one space like that, it's not like it's not like a daycare, you know. So we were, uh, we were curious. So they talked to the souls of the children call according to the nomads. And the villagers got pissed. They were like, that's not cool. We don't agree with your religious cultural practices also now we got little timmy who won't stop running through our kitchen at night what did it just cause them to start haunting things or did they just realize that that's what was happening that was the alluded to idea it was never strictly expressed that they're trying to talk to children's spirits and now there's children's spirits yes interesting they like raised the souls of the children's spirits and instead of being affected by (laughs) it they got what they wanted but ended up haunting their neighbor's house it's like if you were to hold a seance at my house and then all of a sudden like my neighbor's house is super haunted and they're like god damn it god dang it bobby So they ended up haunting their neighbor's house and the settlers got upset about it and the way in which they went about it because it wasn't, I assume, close to their own practices or religion, whatever. So as settlers do, they got their pitchforks and they started to have a riot and not like the cool riot. The ones with pitchforks. Yeah. What is a cool riot? There's a, well, there's a Paramore song called Riot and then there's also like other (laughs) songs. It's like, let's start a riot, a riot, you know? It's only cool when you're in the riot. Yeah. Not when you're on the receiving end of it. (laughs) I mean, unless you're into that kind of thing. Oh, God. But anyways, they got their pitchforks and they were like, well, we're going to tell these nomads what's up because we don't like that they haunted our house and the way that they went about it. The nomads, unfortunately, I guess there was some lives lost. R.I.P. But there was also this one woman that was like, all right, you guys got to get out of here because the pitchfork folks are coming like straight out of the uh the painting and this is not cool so before they were i don't know besieged by the angry villagers they did one last seance the seance of all seances an emergency seance if you will and they cursed the entire forest that's fun they were like if you can't have it and enjoy the children that we gave you at three o'clock in the morning running up and down your stairs then no one can have it 
one of the cell towers I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun a time. And after they cursed the entire forest and tried to GTFO, one last woman was like, I'm going to stay behind. I am going to be the one that's going to watch this cursed forest because it's ours. Which brings us to the spirit of the forest that I was seeing. So, according to the alleged sources... Yeah, because when you, you asked me, I don't know what you said. You said, who is she? And when you said that, I didn't know you were talking about the spirit of the forest. I, was ta- I thought you were talking about the lady in white. I think this is why they call it the witch's forest. Well, yeah. But... Makes sense. They just call her the forest spirit or the witch of the forest. But according to lore and recent accounts of people that are like backpacking and hiking through this forest when you were able to, because now you're not, there is a woman who is clad in all black and she rides around the forest on an all black stallion as the protector of such. AKA the creature that I just described to you as the ruby black skeletal creature that looks half centauri. Yeah, we'll post a picture of the thing that M showed me on our Patreon. <laughs> it's wild. So well, I mean, you can watch the video. It gets people to the Patreon. You can also watch our video. It gets people to the YouTubes. I guess so. Oh, you mean our video. I thought you were watching, like, go to YouTube to watch the entire season of Ruby. Well, no, we're gonna we cover this in a visual format called YouTube. Yeah. So if you want to see what I was seeing go there (laughs) (laughs) so this is the witch of the forest and she protects the forest i guess if you go into the forest you if your intentions are bad or she doesn't like your vibe she'll curse you and this curse is not something that you can physically see i guess people describe it in the lore as can you normally see curses (laughs) i've never tried (laughs) I'll say. Anyways, I'm going to forget that I heard that. <laughs> and you walk into the forest, and if you're cool, you're cool. But if you're not, you get, like, this chill. You know, like, out of nowhere, it just feels like you get weird and cold. Also, yeah, you were talking about that when we were making the videos. <laughs> yeah, because I fucking got a chill before I talked about it. Oh, you cost now. I wasn't even in the forest. That's not okay. She's a spiritual being. She's I know. <laughs> I understand it. I understand it. But the other people don't understand it. And I think that still as a physical being, I should be given the leeway to make that decision myself. Maybe she just has a weird when you touch, when she touches your shoulder. You just get that weird I feeling. I speak to the know. trees. What? <laughs> I speak to the trees. I should be allowed in. She's like, no, you can't know our secrets. Screw it. Uh-huh. Because the trees have the rumors. Man, that's not fair. What? It's not fair. I want to go that talk to cursed? the tiny trees. It's, you can't go there. It's no trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you get this non-physical curse that you can't see, but you get this weird chill, and that means you got the curse of the witch. And if you come back after you get marked by the curse of the witch... I guess people have experienced the sense of losing their mind, screaming in extreme pain that they feel, but there is no physical cause of it, and then death. Just when you're in the forest, though? I guess so. If you leave the forest, does that not happen to you? If you leave the forest, you still have, like, some issues. Ah, you you don't die a painful death. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you don't die a painful death, you're just like, man, I feel crazy. Also, my arm, it hurts. Why? Interesting. I don't know. He okay. walked back into her forest. She was like, I told you, you're not allowed to come back. Uh-huh. 
and stay out. <laughs> so that's her. Super cool time. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. And now we get into Harmony Grove. So Harmony Grove is a community that exists in the Elfin Forest to this day. And according to my research, it is, I assumed, the now current congregation of people that are like the nomads, basically. So I guess the nomads never really left. They kind of like got out, cursed the forest, and then were like, JK, here's some ancestors. We're going to make a place called Harmony Grove. But in the 70s, Harmony Grove was actually called Spooks Canyon. Spooks. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> and then I guess at some point they were like, yeah, we don't want to be called Spooks Canyon anymore. We're going to call ourselves Harmony Grove. And Harmony Grove is a presently existing community of people and all of the people that live there are paranormalists, spiritualists, and all types of metaphysical individuals. And that's what they call home. And I guess before the no trespassing order was put into place, people would come through and be like, oh, we want to talk to you. We're going to talk to the trees, like Sam and Colby. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, you guys aren't cool. You're not being respectful. Your questions are redundant and stupid. Here's a no trespassing order. Also, get out of my yard. You've been served. So now you can't go there. Thanks, people, for ruining it for everyone else. You know who you are, and so does the witch. Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah. And I just wanted to say that one of the other things is, I guess, when you could trespass here. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's, like, this culvert pipe that magically has, like, red little kid feet on it. And they say that that's the like little kids the running through the forest to the this children. day your worst nightmare <laughs> really is <laughs> barefoot children walking on pipes disgusting yeah. vomitous now we get to em's favorite part i guess well also there's this man that walks around the forest and he's got like a stovetop hat and stuff and he's like carrying in a uh a lantern guys i've been telling people on patreon about this because it makes me upset so if you uh, know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about and when I was looking at pictures of the elfin forest or Angeles National Forest I saw this like one stump of a tree that I saw a man with a stovetop hat and a lantern leaning up against and when I read this I was like ooh scary so now we get into the last part the part that M doesn't like yeah to uh, preface this she asks me what is the weird beast that's in the forest and I was like uh, I don't know, a bear? What do you mean? It's uh, actually, you were seeing the essence, the manifested essence of Smokey the Bear. Yeah, it's yeah. it's California. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Anyways, the last thing is the cryptid. With the menagerie of weird things that happen in this forest of lights, screams, spiritual beings, and every other sort of type of paranormal spoopiness that you could attribute, there is an owl. But not just any owl. It is a 10-foot-tall, on-the-nose, white owl that parades the forest and eats people. And if you guys haven't heard our previous podcast where we talk about your spirit guides being your family members, I talk about seeing owls all the time out of freaking nowhere. And I thought... you. You would think that I have figured it out because I talk about why I'm seeing these weird owls, you know, 
all over the place in that podcast. But for some reason, I'm still seeing them. And I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I'm just seeing them because I keep talking about owls. So my phone's just going to bring it up owls all the time. But when Liv fucking researches something and says, oh, there's just a giant owl in this forest. It's something I can't ignore. You know what I'm fucking saying? But if you haven't seen that podcast, I've been seeing owls because there's been this giant, I don't know, Jabberwocky type of creature that has been following me around and my spirit guides used it to be like, you have eyes on the back of your head so that I would realize there's something walking behind me. It's really funny. So the ten foot me out. the ten foot towel headwig likes to eat people, and I guess I heard one thing where they like peel off the tops of cars like tuna cans and like eat little Timmy. So do with that what you will. Eat little Timmy. Yeah. Can you imagine seeing a bird that big eating someone like a mouse? Doesn't even matter if they're eating something. Oh, just seeing a bird that big. A bird is bigger than you are. Yeah, I would try probably like try to turn myself into an earthworm and just you would fit bury myself into vertically the earth. in that owl and then become an owl pellet. I hope a giant comes over and dissects me in their <laughs> elementary school class. Can you imagine seeing owl pellets that big? If it was me, I would be really stoked. You and a couple other people would be pushed together in some oh, owl vomit. Man, no. Okay, I'm. Right now. But you I, would be able to tell because it'd be your red hair. Sorry. <laughs> I may refer to myself as a snack. A snack? But I'm telling this owl, owl snack. before it eats me that I'm a whole goddamn meal. The ain't most no real one, thing you've ever heard. Ain't nobody else going to be fucking pushing their bones together in my owl pellet. Are you kidding me? I am one owl pellet. That is it. Wow. That's the stipulation. <laughs> I'll tell him, too. I'll sit him down and be like, good, sir. I don't think that's enough hair and bones for him to regurgitate. <laughs> oh, goodness. Maybe if you were covered in hair. No! Then it would be enough for an owl pellet. I mean, I am pretty hairy. I just won't, like... You're not hairy like a beast. Like an animal. I'm really glad that my personal hygiene gives you that illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your skin. I'm a whole ass snack, 10 foot owl. Don't you forget it. The most Leo thing you'll ever hear. <laughs> Being eaten by a giant owl. I am the only thing you will eat. God dang it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like that gum from Willy Wonka. Whole ass meal. I hope he turns gum into a Gum is not a meal. <laughs> you didn't watch the new Willy Wonka. You have to chew it and you have three course meal. Interesting. Yeah. Willy Wonka scares me. Well, I think that's the point. Anyways, 10-foot owl, I'll see you in my dreams, my nightmares. I'll dissect myself. I'll come back as little Timmy before you You could talk to the owl pellet. No, I- As a psychic medium. I literally, if was eaten by a 10-foot owl, would come back to the giant's elementary school class and haunt him and be like, hey, hey, that's my femur. He's actually the owl from uh, the Avatar in the spiritual library. Here's my funny bone. Maybe- the forest is actually the Akashic Records. Do you think about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's a giant owl in it. Ah. How could it possibly not be? <laughs> nah, it's not the same owl. What do you mean it's not the same owl? Well, the, the owl from the Akashic Records isn't white. It's, it's black. It's probably also not an owl. God. What? Uh, <laughs> so that's the witch's forest. You shouldn't go into it. 
because it's you it's illegal well one it's illegal two you could get cursed and three you could become an owl pellet how do you feel <laughs> those are your options those Most are your likely, options you'd probably get arrested because you can't trespass <laughs> i mean that's probably the best option that could happen or do something. that do that before you get cursed or eaten mm-hmm. hide your kids hide your wife the owl's gonna eat you in your car so patreon people please tell me why am i seeing owls and on that note we have a patron did you guys know Patreon, the towels of the Bed Bath and the Beyond. Shannon. Ha. Shannon. Ha. Cindy. Kaylee. Mev. Brainika. Mystery Girl. Trinity. Avery. Cass. Anthony. Violet. Peyton. Marina. Allie. Mac. Autumn. Thias. Victoria. Jenny. Laurel. Brianna. Nate. Bradley. Sandy. Naz. Sherry. Christina. Sushi. Anita. Katie. Charles. Holly. Krista. Flo. Malake. Malake. Putting things on the table. Can hear it forever. Now you can. <laughs> and in the next episode, we're going to talk about something because everything's out of order. Well, it's kind we of like just, Star Wars. Think of it that way. We've recorded like, we're like six videos ahead or something mm-hmm. because the Conjuring video just keeps popping off and mm-hmm. I just keep reorganizing them. So I don't know what's next. <laughs> I know. So we're going to make another Conjuring podcast because one came out and the next one's going to come out after that one. And so. you uh, already have it. So there you go. It's going to be a good time. Good time. And we're your better sidekicks. excited to open the ghost hunting equipment in Patreon.